This is 100 Days of Dante, a podcast journey through Dante's divine comedy, one canto at a time. Join us online at 100daysofdante.com. Let's read together. In Purgatorio 31, we see one of the most dramatic moments of personal change in Dante's journey. In much of the comedy, Dante has been an observer, watching as other souls are either punished in Inferno or corrected in Purgatory. Now, that's not to say that these experiences haven't changed Dante, but they've usually done so as kind of glancing blows. Here in Purgatorio 31, we see Dante as the object of the action. Beatrice's sword is pointing directly at him, addressing his personal sins. And the process of purgation has to be personal before Dante will be ready to enter paradise. The main structure of this canto is built around the sacrament of penance, which I know some readers won't be familiar with. I wasn't. But there are three elements to penance. Contrition of heart, confession, and absolution. Dante would have considered these three elements necessary for the remission of sins. Now, the word contrition comes from the Latin word for breaking or crushing. Aquinas talks about contrition as a person being broken away from his own rigid and prideful judgment and softened to receive and obey the judgment of God. If we look in the canto, we will see this imagery of the breaking or uprooting of contrition coming up over and over again. A shattered catapult, an extinguished candle, an uprooted tree. These images culminate in Dante's falling to the ground unconscious. He says, Such conscience bit my heart, I fell defeated. In Beatrice's accusation, Dante is forced to confront his sin, a confrontation that involves a breaking down of his reliance on his own judgment, which had turned his steps away from the straight and true. Alongside contrition, we also see Dante confessing his sin, Although these don't happen in a straightforward progression, as we might suspect, instead we see a kind of cyclical pattern in which Beatrice names Dante's sin, Dante feels contrition and confesses, only to have new accusations levied against him. At first, Dante's confession is feeble. He simply mouths the word, yes. But as the canto goes on, Dante's confession becomes stronger and more articulate as contrition works its way deeper into his heart. Once Beatrice's work is done and Dante's contrition is complete, he revives from his fainting fit to find himself being carried through the waters of the river Lethe by Matilda. Now this signals the final stage of Dante's penance, absolution, in which he is made to forget his sins by the waters of the river. Now the Lethe is a river from Greek mythology that brings forgetfulness, but here its effect is to give Dante a final separation from his sins, which, now that he's truly repented and confessed, need no longer trouble him. He crosses over to the other side, the blessed shore, which would make us think of crossing the Jordan and entering into the promised land. The words Dante hears sung, you sprinkle me, mirror what a priest would say as he absolves a sinner after confession, which is an act that's tied to the saying of Psalm 51 and also to baptism. When he emerges from the water, Dante's sins are covered. He's surrounded by the four cardinal virtues and draws near to the griffin who represents Christ. So, we know that the motion of this canto is one of penance. But the other interesting aspect of this canto is the nature of Dante's sin as Beatrice explains it. If we look at this more ca- question more carefully, we can see many of the major threads from purgatory culminating in this scene. For Dante, 
the heart of sin is misdirected love. Here, Dante is reflecting Aquinas' definition of sin, which has two parts, turning away from the changeless good and turning instead toward a changeable good. The idea here is that temporary goods, no matter how good they are in themselves, should never take precedence over God, who is the timeless and eternal good. This is something that Beatrice's death ought to have taught Dante. In loving Beatrice, a good, on earth, Dante wasn't doing anything wrong. But her death should have shown him that he had put his eggs in the wrong basket. Confronting the temporariness of even Beatrice, Dante should have shifted his gaze towards a good that isn't temporary. But instead, he allowed himself to be distracted by even lesser goods. He realizes now that those other loves were actually enemies of his soul and confesses, the nettle fire of penitence so stung me that the more those other loves once wrenched me in desire, the more I felt them now to be my foes. This is an idea that Dante is borrowing from Augustine, who talks in the Confessions about how the death of his childhood friend should have lifted his soul to God, but instead gave him an excuse to pursue self-serving grief and distracting pleasures. One of the main elements of Augustine's journey in the Confessions is learning to direct his loves rightly. Instead of loving a man that must die as though he were not to die, Augustine has to learn to love earthly pleasures, ideas, people, and God, each in the right way and in the right order. And this is what purgatory is all about. On every level of Mount Purgatory, we saw souls being corrected for misdirected loves, either loving in the wrong way, loving too little, or loving small things as though they were great. Dante's purgation runs parallel to the other souls in purgatory because his sin is like theirs. In the midst of loving something, he was mistaking its true nature. Just like the glutton who looks to bodily pleasures for goods that can only come from the soul, Dante was looking to temporal beings to console him over the loss of Beatrice, rather than allowing her death to draw his gaze upwards to God's unchanging goodness. For Dante, the key is to figure out how to love a good like Beatrice so that she draws him up into the love of God. And this is exactly what we see Dante doing at the end of the canto. He's staring into Beatrice's eyes, but what he's seeing there is the reflection of the griffin. He's looking at Beatrice, but now, because he's seeing her rightly, what she allows him to see. Thank you for reading Dante's Divine Comedy with us. Continue the journey at 100daysofdante.com. 100 Days of Dante is brought to you by the Baylor University Honors College with support from the Tory Honors College at Biola University, the Templeton Honors College at Eastern University, the University of Dallas, Whitworth University, and Gonzaga University in Florence.